This is the sixth time I've said this on a Tuesday, and it feels as good as the week before as it does today. We've had 24 hours removed from an Arizona Cardinals victory. They're sitting atop the NFL as the only undefeated team still. Where do they stack up against the other one-loss teams in the NFC? All that and some takeaways from yesterday, Monday's win, Sunday's win against the Cleveland Browns. Alex Clancy, Bob Rock, Locked On Cardinals. Let's roll. You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, 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 Locked On Cardinals, Alex Clancy, Bo Brock. No, I was not doing any sort of extracurriculars before Monday's podcast. Allergies are real in Arizona. Unfortunately, unlike Bo, I don't put any sort of foundation or anything on before we crack these mics. So you saw me at my rawest. Thank you to everybody who listens. Obviously, Bo doesn't wear makeup either. Uh, Thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. We really appreciate it. We're free and available on all platforms Sunday's podcast that we posted late Sunday that turned into our Monday podcast was one of the more fun ones that we've done because we're over 33% of the way through the season now and the Cardinals haven't lost a game and they go on the road. They beat Cleveland. Sure. Cleveland was without Nick Chubb and without Kareem Hunt midway through that campaign, but the game was already out of reach when Kareem Hunt got hurt. Hopefully those guys get better. Uh, But Without Cliff Kingsbury, without myriad others, Chandler Jones, et cetera, the Cardinals get a W. They elevate to 6-0. and um, There's going to be a couple fun segments we're going to do in the show, one of which is we're going to pin the Cardinals up against the Packers, the Bucks, the Rams, and the Cowboys. On a neutral field, as of right now, through six weeks, which team would you take? Because as of right now, that is over 50% of who's going to make the playoffs and with how many bad teams there are in the NFC, chances are all of those teams that I just mentioned will make the playoffs. Bo, let's do takeaways real quick because there's a lot of things that we, you know, threw up on everybody, and and you know the the stream of consciousness after the um after the game on Sunday. What has stuck with you since? Was it Kyler's play in the four touchdowns? Was it being able to do it without Cliff Kingsbury? Was it the offense? Was it the defense? What still has stuck with you? you know, 24 hours removed from their victory to go 6-0? and The defense. I think the defense uh, has been something the Arizona Cardinals could hang their hat on outside of one game this season. And we said that Minnesota, where they kind of fell short and they struggled. And that was the, you know, that's another kind of anomaly, right? I mean, the first week is a fluke, and then the second week is also fluky as teams make adjustments. And you kind of start to, you, you think they are who you thought they were in week one, and they're a completely different team in week two, and the Arizona Cardinals kind of got punched in the mouth, but survived thanks to Greg Joseph and his inability to hit a chip shot. But the defense has responded, and they've continued it, and they've been dominant, and they've done everything that you need, especially with a high-powered offense, to get the ball into Kyler Murray's hands. Because if you can do that as a defense, you've got a chance against anybody and I think that's going to be a theme as we start to look at how the Arizona Cardinals stack up against these other NFC powers but the defense has been the the difference maker for this team this entire season and uh, I thought that their performance you know without Chandler Jones 
and J.J. Watt stepping up, and Marcus Golden continues to have an under-the-radar spectacular 2021. Two more sacks, another strip fumble. Um, it's defense, man. I, I keep on looking back at some film, and, and they, they, they were the real deal. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting when you look across the landscape of the NFL where there are some teams that have more good players on there on that roster than the Cardinals, but when you bring in team and cohesion, you want the antithesis of top heavy, which is what the Cardinals have been pretty much over the last decade. Sure that you know they had great years with Bruce Arians, but they've had great players on this team and not necessarily the best results. 10 times in the last 20 years, the Cardinals have failed to eclipse six wins, which is what they did through six weeks uh, this season so far. But yeah, the defense, it's kind of a no-name defense. If you look at mm. the big, poppy <laughs> defenses in the NFL, I mean, comparatively speaking, J.J. Watt's been great, Chandler Jones, Byron Murphy. If you ask people who don't watch football who Byron Murphy is, nobody'd be able to tell you. And Buda Baker has finally become an all-pro guy that's getting the actual recognition. But there's not a whole lot of real, like, all-world name recognition on this defense compared to other defenses that are looked at upon as the best defenses in the NFL. Yeah, you know, that's, just, that's what I'm saying. I think this is the blueprint for a good NFL defense. Is you you have to have vets that can continue to play at a high level, but also can command that defensive huddle, and that's exactly what JJ Watt does. I think Buda Baker has a lot of respect inside that locker room and he can play at the high level. He can play with speed. You've got Jordan Hicks. Who's that kind of veteran presence out there as well. Of course, he's not as fast as he once was. He's not Jordan Hicks right after he signed with the Arizona Cardinals, but those veterans are so key. But then if you surround them and they have Steve Kime has a tip of the cap to the general manager for the Arizona Cardinals with the speed and the athleticism that they have. And it's, it, and it takes a lot for those players to develop and to actually hit because you can put all the best athletes you want out there. It doesn't mean that when uh, Kareem Hunt or what was it? Uh, it was the kid out of Donovan Peoples-Jones. Oh, no, Anthony Schwartz, who on a reverse is tr trying to turn the corner. And he can't on your on the Arizona Carters linebacker, Isaiah Simmons. Schwartz had like one of the best 40 times in the entire 2021 draft. And he couldn't turn the corner on the Arizona Cardinals 6'4", 260-pound linebacker. Uh, 250 sorry Isaiah Simmons that's absurd so if you mix that with the you know the guys who've got it between the ears the vets and there's they're still playing at a high level and then the speed it's just a dangerous cocktail for opposing offenses for sure very well put and you look at who the Cardinals could have taken at eight from the offensive line position aside from Tristan Wirfs who has Tom Brady as quarterback and he's playing right right tackle okay aside from that yeah. Jedrick Wills Mekhi Becton two other guys that they thought about taking there at eight already have injury concerns. Mekhi Becton more than Jedrick Wills. And you look at Isaiah Simmons, he was as raw as they came. As you mentioned, I mean, he's really starting to mold into what they thought he could be. And a lot of it is from just the sheer, pure ILB position. Not necessarily a pass rusher, but a ball-hawking guy who had two of the more impressive defensive stops, one against Derrick Henry week one, the other against Trey Lance in week five, and then stopping that reverse that you mentioned. The dude is so fast and so big and so strong that you look at that guy, he's a perfect complement to Jordan Hicks. Like, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just reiterating what you're saying from a broader perspective. The mold, the mesh between the two, and you think Zayvon Collins is going to kind of be right in the middle like he's not as athletic 
as Isaiah Simmons, but he's heady like Jordan, like Jordan Hicks. What we're seeing from the linebacking core is probably the most surprising of all of it so far, right? Is that fair to say? No, absolutely. I mean, it was one of the biggest question marks. Obviously, the defensive secondary, because there was unknowns there. You were going with a fourth rounder. You had Jordan Hicks. You thought that he completely lost it. You had Isaiah Simmons. Had no idea what he was going to look like coming from year one to year two. And then Zayvon Collins, the first-round pick that we haven't seen a lot of. He played really well. He graded out really well against the Browns. He looked like he banged up his arm, and he might have seen his uh, – I don't think he played – a lot. He played sparingly throughout the rest of the contest, if not at all. We have to double check it, but I only played in what 27% of the snaps. But uh Zaven Collins, I think to answer your question, I think yeah, he could be a hybrid between the two of them, and you're just gonna have to practice patience. And if he pops this season, look out. If it's next season, it's still fine. I mean, as much as we bang the table for impact makers right now in the first round, uh, if you can get a guy that you know you let Hicks walk. And then Zayvon Collins immediately steps in and becomes just as dangerous as Isaiah Simmons. That's scary for the foreseeable future, for sure. And 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 one thing, and we're going to move on uh, to the next to the next segment here in a sec. But just to put a button on it, this is what happens when you play rookies. You let them make mistakes instead of elongating the curve, where it's like you know what, you're not going to play that much this year. Next year we'll get you in. You're going to be making rookie mistakes in your second year if you're not getting the reps as a rookie. And what Jordan Hicks is able to do is kind of be the training wheels, not only for Zayvon Collins, but also for Isaiah Simmons to kind of let Isaiah Simmons learn how to play at the NFL level and go do what he does great, which is yeah. what we've seen, which is just rip people's heads off. That's what Isaiah Simmons does. He hasn't had one. I think he's had one penalty this year, helmet to helmet. He's done a lot better with that. The dude is an, he's one of the hardest hitters in the NFL. 6'3", yeah. sub 4 four forty. 240, he is going to be a specimen on that second level to go along with Buda Baker at the top level. The Cardinals are setting themselves up for incredible defensive success moving forward. We've gone long. The, this episode of Locked on Cardinals is brought to you by a new sponsor of ours, Mickey D's McDonald's. <laughs> Proudly serving communities since 1965, McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial, it's an unofficial community center as well. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. Coming up next, more Cardinals talk, more takeaways from Tuesday, and then we'll pivot into a really fun conversation. Are the Cardinals the best team in the NFL? Not through week six. Are the Cardinals the best team in the NFL? We'll talk about that and more locked on Cardinals. But first, Bo, it's time to talk about McDonald's again. I love talking <laughs> about McDonald's. You know, this episode is brought to you by McDonald's, but also... McDonald's, again, is a community center. It's a place where friends and families can come to reconnect, a place where classmates can meet up for a study group, knowing they'll have dependable Wi-Fi and endless supplies of French fries and McFlurries. I'm a, what McFlurry are you, if you had to pick one? Man, I'm not a big McFlurry guy. but You're the worst when it comes to live reads about McFlurries. Let's just put it that way. I'm an Eminem McFlurry person. I know yeah. Oreo's kind of the thing. Yeah. Heath Bar is, nah. I'm an Eminem guy. I need the consistency difference. Okay. Heath Bar, all the way. You're Heath Bar. See, Heath, it's... Don't sleep on toffee. You are not doing McDonald's live reads ever, okay? I remember going to McDonald's. Like, there's a McDonald's right down the street from where I live. True mm -hmm. story. And I'll go there for a quick, you know, two for $2 hot McChicken sandwiches. Boom. You need just a little upgrade in your life food-wise and don't want to sit down at a restaurant or cook anything for yourself. McDonald's is where you are. So head to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect. Did somebody say 
a locked on Cardinals watch party, Bo. He's Heath McFlurry's all around McDonald's. I'm loving it. Damn it. Wow. Alex Lancey Bo Rock <laughs> locked on Cardinals. Uh again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We do live reads, but there's no paywall. You'd rather have live reads than paywall. Trust me. And you do not have to pay for anything, any content, even though Bo and I sometimes are so good, you might want to pay for it. You know, mm -hmm. that's more Bo than me. Um, you know, I, I would let you just take it yourself. So there are – the Cardinals are 6-0 and fantastic, okay? They've played great. They've won in every possible way you can win, pretty much. Across the color spectrum of wins, there's everything, you know? And on the other side, they haven't gotten a lot of separation from the best teams in the NFC, not named the Arizona Cardinals, which is interesting. So we're going to do a quick conversation about this now. And then the final segment, are the Cardinals the best team in the NFL? Let's talk about it now because they have as close to what a bye week would be in this day and age of the NFL on Sunday for the Cardinals. And that's not a knock on anybody wearing a Houston Texans uniform. We'll just leave it at that, okay? They have teams in the NFC named the Green Bay Packers, who are 5-1, and one, the Dallas Cowboys, who are 5-1, and one, Tampa Bay, who is 5-1, and one, and a team in their own backyard, Los Angeles Rams, who are 5-1, and one, who are their only loss, came to the Arizona Cardinals. Bo, we're putting them in London, okay? Wembley Stadium, you are playing the Arizona Cardinals versus the Green Bay Packers. Who wins that game? I think the Arizona Cardinals win that game. No doubt about it. I mean, as far as we talk about the speed on defense, we saw you saw the big play from Aaron Rodgers where he's talking to tell Bears fans, telling him he's owned them, he's always owned them, he will own them forever. I mean, he's uh, not wrong. He doesn't make that, he doesn't make that play against Isaiah Simmons. He doesn't. He's not screaming in the end zone at some lady that threw him the double finger salute. You know, it's uh. I think that Aaron Rodgers, that that offense, obviously Aaron Jones, impressive. You've got Devontae Adams up there with uh, DeAndre Hopkins in the conversation, if not the lead for the top wide receiver in this league. But I think their defense. I think what's really sets the Arizona Cardinals aside right now uh, from these top teams that feature such high powered offenses. Yeah, the Arizona Cardinals can play that ball. They they can outscore you, but they can also make stops. They can get stops, and that's the biggest difference. I mean. The big, the, it's tough. I'm going to have to, before Green Bay plays the Arizona Cardinals, I'm going to have to watch that week one game out of my memory because, you know, they, they've moved on, obviously. Uh, but th there was still, I mean, they lost the New Orleans Saints, and the Saints aren't the same team that they've been the last couple seasons. I just don't know. Like, if you lose a game like the Bills did to the Pittsburgh Steelers and you lose a game to the New Orleans Saints like the Green Bay Packers did, I it's I'm having a tough time letting that go. I know it was week one. But those are two teams that suffered pretty bad losses to some pretty mediocre squads. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Green Bay, there's one thing that Aaron Rodgers doesn't like. He doesn't like getting pressure in the kitchen. He does not like that at all. Like, you could see he gets angry at his offensive line whenever anybody comes close to him because he's an egomaniac and he thinks he's the greatest thing to ever grace an NFL gridiron. Okay? The Cardinals can provide the antithesis of what he wants. Um, Devontae Adams let their second wide receiver. Uh, who is it? Who's the second wide receiver option? Robert right. Tanyan is probably the, his second favorite. I mean, Mar uh, Marquez Valdez Scaling has had three years to prove that he's a wide receiver, too. He's not. 
Alan Lazard, when given the opportunity, is probably their wide receiver too. I don't know why he's so far down the depth chart. I don't know. I'm taking the Cardinals here also because now I trust, especially with Jair Alexander, unfortunately, on the IR, yeah. their cornerback one is no longer in the mix. Their defense has gotten better. They've spent a lot of draft picks on defense, but I think we both agree, and we'll see Thursday night. We'll see Thursday night, a week from Thursday. Apologies. Bo yeah. and I will be doing our post-game podcast in the same room with each other on my couch that's right over there. Wow, it's right over there. I'm looking at it right yeah. now. Yeah, um, so that'll be already. that's fine. <laughs> I'll leave your ass outside and I'll do it myself. Um, so that'll be great. A week from Thursday, we'll get to see. I think we both choose at the Cardinals at this point are the better squad, one to fifty-three, especially one to twenty-two on game day for the starters. Moving on to Dallas. Dallas is an interesting one because that offense, when one run correctly, regardless of who their coaches are, is mm -hmm. a very good offense. You have Zeke, you have Amari, you have Dalton Schultz, you have CeeDee Lamb, who's really coming to his own as a wide receiver one, and you have Michael Gallup, who's on IR, but he's probably a wide receiver one slash two on myriad rosters across the landscape of the NFL. And the defense is better. Uh, they cut Jalen Smith, Landon Van Der Esch is eh, but they have your boy, Trayvon Diggs, who <laughs> is seemingly the best cornerback we've ever seen in the NFL. He has more touchdowns weeks. than his brother, and his brother's a wide receiver. Did you see that? Trayvon no. Diggs has, he has seven, TDs. right? He has well, he has two TDs, two picks. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. And Stefan Diggs has one receiving touchdown. So his brother, who plays on the other side of the football, has more touchdowns uh through six weeks of the season. And he's got yeah, I mean, uh, unbelievable that's absurd. It's a preposterous number. Seven picks for Trayvon Diggs, a guy that you and I kind of eyed in the draft uh, a year before for the Arizona Cardinals out of Alabama. And he, he's yeah. really just emerging um as one of the best corners in the league. But it's who wins at Wembley Stadium, the Cowboys or the Cardinals? It's the Arizona Cardinals. But here's the thing about the Packers. Here's the thing about the Cowboys. Here's the thing about the Bucks. They they are all fully capable of winning and winning handily. But when I look at it, I mean, it's just like the when we break down the game against the Rams before it happened and before we broke down the game uh, for the Browns and before it went down on Sunday with the 37-14 uh, just route of the Brownies. You see all the weapons, and you get kind of uh, intimidated by them. But when you look at the Arizona Cardinals as far as player for player and their ability to kind of take away some of the strengths and just force stops on defense, that's where they get the edge. That's where I'm going to find the edge in each and every one of these matchups. Because, look, as far as the offenses go, you know, do I think that the Dallas Cowboys have the edge offensively over the Arizona Cardinals? Yeah, but it's slight. But do the Arizona Cardinals have a significant edge defensively over the Dallas Cowboys? Can they stop a nosebleed? Yes, they can. They've shown that they can at least make some stops where Mac Jones is driving down the field multiple times against the Dallas Cowboys. I don't think that happens against the Arizona Cardinals. The only thing that's going to – I mean, agreed. Uh, I think the Cardinals win on a neutral side also. The only thing that pisses me off about this is that Dak's going to win the MVP if they win 13 games. Yeah, Even Dak's though Kyler Murray probably deserves it. Um, it's Dallas Cowboys and they've been relevant for legitimately zero reason for 20 years, except for and the fact that they're the best circus in town. Let me ask you an odd question with Jerry that, Jones and Jerry Jones, circus. Yeah. I mean, let me add, ask you an odd question. I don't know if we would have gone this way before the season, but which running game would you take the Cardinals or the Cowboys? We're going to answer that on the other <laughs> side, Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, locked on Cardinals, but we have another new sponsor we get to talk about. I know people are excited about the Arizona Cardinals and we're excited about beach bound in life. We're all bound for different things with beachbound.com vacations. You could be bound for adventure. 
bound for passion, bound for discovery, or bound for togetherness, bound for immersion, bound for reju rejuvenation, or may you may be found encountering the unexpected. Personally, when I'm at a beach resort, I'm bound to end up poolside bar, maybe creating my own taco flight. As long as I've got a good view and a good drink in my hand, I'm as happy as I can be. With beachbound.com, you can find the perfect beach vacation for you no matter what you are looking for. What are you bound for? Visit beachbound.com today. I get to talk about rockauto.com because rockauto.com saves me when I need help. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible to for your local uh, chain auto parts store, the thing I always talk about you don't need to go to, to keep in stock all the parts that you need. That's how rockauto.com has got you covered. Again, family-owned business, they've been online for 20 years. All you do is go to rockauto.com in your basketball shorts or you know whatever at home and say, paint, please, and make and model, paint color, whatever. Carpet, tail lamps, anything. rockauto.com. It's all streamlined. It's all right in front of your face. So why choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain, chain storefront or car dealership, especially when you can go to rockauto.com. Their prices are reliably low, whether it's for you know, your daily driver or your weekend car, rockauto.com has you covered 100%. Go to rockauto.com, write locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Um, Alex Clancy, Bob Rock, Locked On Cardinals. Thank you to everybody who listens, follows, subscribes on YouTube. Um, this is fun, you know. Yeah. Like the Sunday podcast that we post for Sunday afternoon into Monday. Like again, that's kind of the regurgitation of what we saw. Our thoughts, and luckily the Cardinals had more points at the end of the game the first six weeks than the opponent. You know, like this is like. It's still kind of a feeling out phase for what the strength of this team is. Like you could say the defense, definitely look at the points, especially against the Rams, the 49ers, and the Browns, where 14 of those points were garbage time at the end of a game. You look at the offense, you say, sure, Kyler Murray, four touchdowns. You know, the run game was great with James Conner, et cetera. I don't know what the answer is after Sunday. I just do know that it's a good problem to have when you don't know what the strength of your team is when it's positive all the way around. Now, Bo asked a very interesting question about the Cowboys. We are going to quickly run through a neutral zone, a neutral field game against the Rams and the Bucks, the other one-loss teams in the NFL, and then eventually answer the question of the Cardinals, the best team in the NFL. Who has the best rush attack uh, between the Cowboys and the Cardinals? Bo asked that. I think it's the Cowboys, and I don't think it's close, and I think there's one person that tips the scale, and it's Tony Pollard. Like, it's not Ezekiel Elliott. It's Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard, I am shocked that he's still on the Dallas Cowboys. I am shocked that a team hasn't offered a first or second round pick for the services and employment of Tony Pollard. That dude is faster than Ezekiel Elliott ever was because Zeke wasn't ever really known for his breakaway speed. He was known for his linebackerness out of the backfield, being able to truck linebackers and corners in an effort to get into the end zone, which he has always done a great job at. I think it's Tony Pollard, and I think that's why it's the Cowboys because he yeah. is a vision as an RB two. It's it's a you know it was a it's a trick question. I mean Ezekiel Elliott's been had a bounce back over five hundred yards rushing, five touchdowns. He, you know what he does receiving. You do have Tony Pollard, but uh, you know you, 
he had to take a step. There was only one direction to go. With the last time we saw Ezekiel Elliott, and potentially the Arizona Cardinals will see him later this season, but the last time they saw him, he was couldn't hold on to the football. Yeah, and he just was a disaster. And now that Dak Prescott's back, you know, he gives that offense that that other, um, you know, makes them diverse. But you know, you're still seeing Dak have to win games for this team. And I think that the Arizona Cardinals a little bit more, uh, you know, diverse on the offensive side of the football. Dallas is the top team in the, in the in the league as far as offense goes. I mean, 460, just absolutely banana numbers. You got the Arizona Cardinals. They've kind of slid out of the top five. But still, you know, as far as points per game, 32.3 points per game versus 34.2 points per game. But who can play defense? And that's what I've been saying all podcasts. I think that's the, that's the edge that the Arizona Cardinals are going to have. Yeah, and I mean, unlike the Cardinals where we saw the Cardinals win ugly in one game, the first two games for the Cowboys this year were the Bucks and the Chargers. Yeah. And they went one and one. I mean, they were they were Ryan Suckup 50-plus yard uh, kick away from beating the Super Bowl champs on Thursday Night Football to kick off the 2021 season. But other than that, I mean, 62 points, 64 points, 64 points, and 64 points. That's interesting. Total points scored in the last four matchups. So you're right. I mean, they've got to outscore the other team and not stop the other team from scoring. And it's, I mean, everything you said is right. I mean, what you need to do is make them throw the ball 45 times because that means that your offense is humming. And when a team throws the ball that much, I think unlike the other teams that they face so far, the Cardinals can turn over Dak Prescott. And he's going to win comeback player of the year. You root for him now. You're going to root for him in perpetuity, even though he just got paid and he plays for the Cowboys. You root for him after his two legs turned into three midway through, you know, early into last season. You just root for the guy because, I mean, he's never done anything wrong. You know, you just you, you love a guy like that, that even though the spotlight just immediately could potentially turn you into, um, you know, a not so likable character because you're the quarterback of the Cowboys. Uh, he's kind of circumvented that. The Bucks, Wembley, Wembley Stadium, Arizona Cardinals. Tampa Bay Bucks, who wins one game? Yeah, it's it's tough with the Bucks, especially if they get to full strength. You know, they, they like to kind of, and we see how Bruce Arians and his coaching staff how they'll start to kind of gear their their roster towards the postseason, the games that matter down the stretch. And Tom Brady's used to that. I mean, you've got the greatest quarterback of all time, and they have the ability to play defense just like the Arizona Cardinals. Now they haven't so far this season, but I think, but when the when the lights get a little bit brighter. You know, this is a team that's shown that they could do it, and they've done it before. They hosted the Lombardi Trophy last year. I, I, I'll give the edge to the Bucks right now. I know that they have a bad loss to the LA Rams, uh, but you know, I think you know with Tom Brady and his ability to kind of manage the clock and and win the time of possession battle and make big throws when it counts, and then guys on the other side of the football, and you look at their defense where they've got playmakers, you know, on every level from the the, the front, the defensive front, and Vita Vea and Dominic and Sue, and then of course you've got the pass rush, and you've got the linebackers and Levante David, and uh, I mean, and then the defensive secondaries come along. I just think that the I would give the edge by experience, coaching, and all that other stuff that the Arizona Cardinals have taken incredible strides forward in. But when it comes down to it, and, and this is like, uh, you know, 